Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And good afternoon to you. This is Josh Arnold. Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, what you should be doing with your retirement dollars. Do give us a call. 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Or investarnold.com. We'll get your questions answered in the world of money and investing. Friday, Thursday, economic numbers related to employment, bad, bad. Bad. The unemployment uh, number on Friday reached 14.7% with a record 20.5 million jobs lost in the month of April. Both are records post-World War II. Economists, however, were expecting worse numbers. But that's not really what made the stock market Friday go up. No, Large, large investors, smart investors are looking past the unemployment uh, numbers, believing that the unemployment numbers this high are really an anomaly caused by the government mandated shutdown, which has put us into a recession. But investors are looking past this, believing maybe not in a V-shaped recovery, maybe not even in a U-shaped recovery, but in all possibility, like a Nike swoosh uh, type recovery that uh, could uh, bring the overall economic numbers up, if not later this year, then into 2021 and beyond. Uh, the magic and I will say the magic behind uh, the market is the amazing amount of liquidity that the Treasury and the Fed has provided. And we have talked about this on this program uh, for many, many weeks. The amount of liquidity that has come from the Treasury and the Fed, not to mention Mr. Market, providing companies who need capital, that capital to go, <laughs> to go through this rough spot is an amazing, amazing number. And as the economy recovers, this amount of liquidity is going to act as a, a propellant, almost a rocket fuel, uh, to bring to bring the economy back up to speed. This is, as Judd has said, the most hated rally of my life. Everybody is, I mean, seeing Warren Buffett, crocodile tears last week. I didn't get to invest any money. 
first time in my career, my phone wasn't ringing off the hook. I usually get to get unbelievable deals where I'm the only provider of liquidity. It's just so disappointing. The Fed acted too quickly, and I didn't get to extract value. It's not fair. Paul Singer runs a $40 billion hedge fund complex called Elliott, put a note out a few weeks earlier, basically saying the same thing. Here's all the negatives out there. I'm seasoned. I'm experienced. All my career, when I've seen all these negative data points, I have gotten things at prices that are unbelievable, and I didn't get those prices this time. Ergo, the market's going lower. It's not fair. Well, you just said it. The Fed and the federal government acted so quickly, so decisively, that they allowed companies to retain that wealth that usually goes away to the sharks in the deep end of the pool. Mm-hmm. You think about the federal bailout, the first stimulus, there were two stimulus bills this time. The first one included all this corporate, quote unquote, bailout money. A lot of it hasn't been tapped and won't be tapped. Boeing, prime recipient, had $50 billion earmarked for it. They've tapped a de minimis amount for payroll, but the lion's share of the money earmarked for them was for liquidity. Well, Boeing was able to issue $25 billion of corporate bonds a week ago at 5.5%. Who needs the government? And you think about the value created to the equity holder of that company, not use, not selling to the government, not giving them warrants, which is the right to buy stock at a discounted price in the future, not having an exorbitant in, in, um, interest rate, and you sort of get your head around, okay, wow, well, if companies can finance pretty cheap, well, then maybe they shouldn't be discounted this much. And... The second leg that's really coming through in this earnings, a lot of the the bears said we're going to see terrible numbers in this earnings, and I was skeptical as as were well, you. Well, I was not so. I was skeptical, but I said, I said that the analysts who are looking at the companies are going to give all these companies a pass for the first quarter and the second quarter, and now possibly even the third quarter in terms of of earnings in terms of revenue. Indeed, of the, all the companies reporting uh, to date, um, there were probably now 125 uh, companies that have reported their earnings to date who have suspended guidance for, if not the next quarter, then for the in, entire year. Apple, one of, I'll say, my favorite company next to Amazon, Suspended guidance when they reported uh, a little over a week ago for the next quarter in terms of their revenues. Was Apple punished? Not really. Apple stock uh, today uh, closed back where it where it was the middle of February at $310 a share. Now, part of that has to do with some new products coming out. Part of it has to do with Apple announcing today uh, that uh, they would uh, be... Uh, manufacturing their AirPods out in Vietnam, and they were opening up their U.S. retail stores with the belief that sometime in the next two months, all of their U.S. retail stores would be open. Big, big, big positive. I could uh, name several other companies uh, that have suspended guidance. If they haven't suspended guidance for the, for the year, they've suspended their dividend, 
and have also cut, cut back any corporate buybacks. Here's Wynn Resorts, cuts their, cuts their dividend, which was uh, the equivalent of the current share price, about 4% uh, yield, cut their dividend. Did the stock go down? No, stock has gone up. We reached such a low, and I think what was shocking, you talked about some of the better companies, what was very surprising this week, and I think one of the reasons why we saw the market up four days in a row was the bad companies. I'm talking old line industrial. Let's go go examples. Metal Steel, the largest steel maker in the world. Okay. Beat across the board, and this is what was important. The operating margins. So there's a thing called, there's fixed costs and there's variable costs. And most people ran the margin math and they said, well, if you're 50, 60% fixed cost and your revenue goes down 25%, wow, you're gonna, your earnings are going to go down way more than revenue. And what we've seen, Metal Steel, and we'll, I can go further and further down the road, people are finding cost cuts across the board. Business is dynamic. They are adjusting incredibly well. Another statistic, Penn Gaming announced that they will be EBITDA cash flow neutral at just 25% of pre-COVID revenues. This is a business that people thought was 30% fixed cost. And they're saying they can make money at 25% of pre-COVID revenues. And they threw out this nugget that we think our EBITDA, our earnings before interest taxes and depreciation, will be higher than pre-COVID revenues assuming we only attain 90 to 95% of pre-COVID revenues. They're taking out costs. Businesses are pivoting. And so when you see the bad guy, the guys that you thought, not bad, but the guys that should be really exposed to this, able to pivot, adapt, take out costs, and adjust, it's just a lot of the bear cases with liquidity and cost cuts are being slowly removed from this market. Say, this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold. We've got a lot more to talk about. But in the meantime, should you have any questions about your investments, questions about your 401k, IRA, that you might be a little bit too scared to look at, give us a call, 952-925-5608. That's 952 952- 925-5608 or investarnold.com. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold, here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, Mutual funds, what you should be doing with your retirement dollars, do give us a call, 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608 or investarnold.com. With the market up and I'll say my model portfolio approaching double digits with the S&P 500 still down 11% year to date, Uh, we think it's important just to revisit, you know, how you, how you or how we put together uh, our portfolios and why we are able to take advantage 
of this market pullback uh, without too much, I'll say, too much damage and be able to come out uh, very quickly uh, on, the, on the upside. Going into this year, uh, I had told my clients that the biggest uh, concerns for 2020 in terms of the affecting the volatility of the market would be Trump's tweets on trade and tariffs and the upcoming election. And I typically keep up to 30% in cash, 30 to 60% of a portfolio in value-oriented securities, and the balance invested for growth and for trading opportunities. With the with the market pullback caused by the government-mandated shutdown, which has brought on what would be considered a, a recession, having that large uh, amount in cash and even increasing a cash composition uh, as the market initially came down, but keeping uh, the... Uh, main components of my portfolio uh, set, we're able to have uh, cash available to buy cheaply and then use some of that cash for, for probably the biggest trading um, opportunity that I have seen uh, since 2002. I mean, what was crazy at the bottom was it, it, it was the equivalent of like 15 crises that you usually see all happening at the same time. And I having the cash does two things. One, it, it lets you sleep at night, which a lot of clients, and ourselves included, it struggles. When you're losing money every day, it hurts. And the idea that you would be fully invested all the time is a little bit scary to us. It doesn't allow you to play tactically. At the same time, that shouldn't be mistaken for not being invested. And we've told clients, especially the super conservative ones and the ones that just raise their hand and say, this hurts too much. I can't afford to lose based on my state, you know, where I am in my timeline of investment. Say being 50 percent invested is incredibly conservative. Mm -hmm. The market has always come back. And yet again, we just went through a global pandemic. The scariest thing in 100 years. And the market, here we are. We're already back. Businesses have adapted. The government and the central bank acted forcefully. Well, Staying invested in the right companies, and this goes back to you got to have the right stuff. Don't take undue risk. The big tech growth stuff, incredible balance sheets. So there's always a, there's a, usually a bid for that and the value stuff and splitting around having a portfolio of investments to always make sure something feels good. And you can capture that upside from corporate America is the right move. And that's how we've allocated. But the hardest thing has been these macro discussions that we've gotten into um, with a few people that we understand where they're coming from. You look at the news, you look at everything, and it just seems so scary. The idea, But the basis of investing is you got to do it when people when there is uncertainty, because when it's all priced in, your risk is actually the highest. And that's what we've seen coming out of this. And 
So I, it's just yet again proven this lesson of the asset allocation, the diversification we, we use, as well as the sectors that we historically have avoided. Financials has been on the – it's been on the do not trade list for you for – Almost forever. Almost forever. And yet again, we saw financials do what they always do. They underperform on the way down, and they underperform on the way up. That's correct. It's like, what on earth? And then you look at the, 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 you've been overweight the opposite, which is tech and growth stocks, which outperform on the way down and outperform on the way up. Um, How do you like that? How do you like, and so you can add a lot of value by being somewhat tactical, uh, especially versus, you know, ETFs. I think we've been very strong in our view that this is, the reverse of the last 10 years, which is to say it's a lot like year 20 to year 10 ago where individual stocks massively outperform the index, massively. Um, and you see these ebbs and flows. And this, it's, it's so clear that there's going to be massive sector differentiation. There's going to be massive differentiation among companies. And having an active tilt is going to pay dividends. Let's just go right to the, the big trade that you usually make which is tech, as exemplified by the QQQ, the NASDAQ 100, is up 6% year-to-date. The industrial ETF, XLI, or the financial ETF, XLF, both of which both you and I are historically massively underweight. Well, I'm, I'm avoiding. I avoid those. You're massively underweight. Um, those are down 25%. And, and when people come to us, even to make this point a little stronger— those are actually the stocks that we show people who come in and have the, the, the argument that we, we understand, we, we, we can explain it, but we, we understand it, of we got 15% unemployment. How on earth is the stock market up? And we say, oh, I'll show you the segments of it that is down. And wouldn't it be great if you can buy stock in companies that are nearly immune to a pandemic? And by the way, you can. And here they are. And, and so – Sticking with those things, and it, I, I think our takeaway from this crisis has been basically underscoring, underlining, bold, circle, star, the prior asset allocation has once again proven to be true. Well, all you have to do, too, Judd, is just look at in the S&P index versus an equal weight S&P index. The S&P index is market-weighted, market dominated by the mega stocks. Microsoft, Apple, Google, Amazon, and then Facebook are making up uh, over 20% of the index. If I go to an equal weight index, giving each company uh, the equal weight, where the S&P 500 is down 11% year-to-date, the equal weight index, I believe, is down close to 20. 20%. 20 And the big difference, other than the tech stocks, is you look at the weighting of financials. It goes from 17% in the S&P 500 to 32% in the equal weight. Could you imagine? I mean, when you do the equal weight versus the S&P 500, what you are saying is, no, 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 no. I want way less Apple, way less Microsoft. I want a bunch of small regional banks with credit losses, exposure to real estate developers, and zero loan growth. Please give me more of that. It's like it, it, It's crazy when you explain it to people, and it's logical. But yet we see it all the time. It hurts because you feel like the person's been – they've obviously been misled. They've been kind of, – I think that, you know, I'm ne I'm a negative guy starting in distressed debt. I'm like, who scammed this person? You feel bad. And But the asset allocation 
is important. And I think we've, you know, I've, I told people starting about a month ago, I said, it's deja vu all over again, the Yogi Berra quote. Um, the weightings and the positioning we had and the, and the macro themes that we had, which is that tech's a winner, is just even more true. This is the best moment for tech. You're seeing all these cloud businesses just go to the moon. I mean, Shopify. I, I well, Shopify is not just a cloud business. Somebody has called that a mini uh, Amazon. It's a mini Amazon trading at 45 or 50 times revenue. I mean, good, my goodness. But who's to say, you know, the bears on that one, they come out and they're like, it's crazy. I said, well, you're the kind of person who would have said it's crazy at five times revenue. We're 10 times removed from the place that you thought it was crazy. Maybe there's something you don't know. And I, I think that's the other piece of this, which is you don't have to make a decision on every aspect of the market that doesn't make sense to you. Warren Buffett, Carl Icahn, you look at the legends of investing. They've all said, I don't know to the vast majority of decisions. And they've said, there's a few decisions I know I have it. And that's where I'm going to put my chips. So I, I think that's another important lesson, which is you can not disregard, be aware of it, but you don't, there's no called strikes. You, you don't have to do anything. Well, that's why that I've focused primarily on internet-related companies, leisure-related companies, businesses that might uh, benefit from China, real assets, and trading. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold, here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, what you should be doing with your retirement dollars. We know you might be scared, maybe a little bit afraid, maybe haven't been talked to by your advisor. Don't hesitate to give us a call. We're a little bit uh, proactive at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608 or right investarnold.com you always get straight talk not sugar-coated advice hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. Mr. Money Talk! Mr. Money Talk! Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, with Judd Arnold, here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, what you should be doing with your retirement dollars. Give us a call, call 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608 or investarnold.com. Earnings continue to roll in this, this week. On the negative side, or seemingly negative side, there was old media, Disney, Viacom, uh, both both reporting. Big takeaway from both, ad sales down. Ad sales down. Disney got a big, big support from new subscribers to Disney+. Plus. Over the top, streaming is good. Viacom got a little bit of a boost because there's a need for content. Some new media reported Roku, a very expensive stock on both a price-to-earnings and price-to-sales basis, an excellent stock for trading. They reported revenues were up, earnings in line still negative, takeaway with the stock down from a recent high, advertising sales were down. 
and ad sales look to continue to go down. Very odd. Where's all the ad advertising going? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's going back, going to two of the mega names, Apple and, or excuse me, uh, Google and Amazon, and a third name, Facebook. But what was interesting also was two companies that could have and have had some very significant problems, Lyft and Uber, and both Internet-related. Both companies uh, were up this week. What did, what, did, what did you think, Judd? You have to separate the ride-sharing from the people who were always negative and the people who liked it before got scared from the crisis and now are going back in. The people who are always negative are never going to get there. I, I think it's an easy statement to make. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. Mm -hmm. These companies have no earnings. You're going to have all this government regulation. You're using the, they're not on your payroll. You're taking advantage of these people. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. You sound like you're from California with that. They're not on the payroll. They need to be set up as employees, even though they are I just are mean that there's not. clearly government. If you're buying it, you have to be cognizant of the fact that there is, there is risk of government intervention that okay. is negative for you. I would say if you see a headline, government takes action, leave it blank, like in a Mad Libs. If there's, are there still Mad Libs anymore? Uh, even I'm old. Jeez. Um, not, not, that, not that old, but both, but both companies rest, have, yeah. have cut, have cut uh, part of their workforce. The rest of that statement is going to be a negative. It's going to be some state, federal, local politician saying it's not fair, have five people presumably making less than minimum wage, and, you know, you can see the rest of that movie. The difference between Uber and Lyft is that Lyft is only rideshare and Uber has other businesses. And I haven't been able to get there on Lyft because the rideshare economics, they work in very dense urban environments, New mm -hmm. York, uh, California. But outside of that, it's actually not that economic. The, the velocity of rides isn't high enough. And the cuts that you have to give to the drivers is is such to, to incentivize them. Right. You can't really make the math work. Rideshare works the best when the driver and Uber are both or Lyft are making money. And it can only happen in a very high velocity situation, which is a metropolitan area. And we simply there isn't another New York is basically what I'm saying. Um, Uber has this other business called Uber Eats. It's not really a surprise to most people. I don't know why I said it's all mysterious, but it's got Uber Eats. It's got Uber Logistics. Uber Eats grew at 55% this quarter. A lot of people eating at home. A lot of people eating at home. And you look at pure play Eats businesses like DoorDash. Grubhub. 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 Yeah, I mean, Grubhub is like the... Uh, the, I was going to say the Yugo of uh, – <laughs> it's a really bad car from uh, the 80s. Okay. Well, uh, you, you, it, get it, you use these services all right. a lot more than me. But Uber Eats growing at five – like you – Uber Eats is potentially going to be worth tens of billions of dollars. And they have the money to fund it because they're cash flow positive on the ride side. Um. So that's sort of the sum of the parts. They also have this business called Uber Logistics, which was, surprise, surprise, that's trucking, which we need a lot more logistics because of 
we've gone from omnichannel, which is brick and mortar plus online, to just online for e-commerce. Need more trucking. ODFL and XPL are two trucking logistics stocks that we can talk about separately. But Uber Logistics also had 50% growth. And so you look at this Uber story and you try to play the tape forward. You've got the cash on the balance sheet that can fund essentially any loss. They've got tens of billion, more than $10 billion of cash. They've got the eats business. You've got the logistics business and the rideshare business is profitable in a few pockets and long-term you hopefully can turn that into autonomous. And all of a sudden this looks like a gross stock at three times revenue. And you say to yourself, well, it doesn't look like a gross stock. It is a gross stock at three times revenue. You see a path to profitability and scale. And it's actually, it's a decent growth story to latch onto. So I, I, I think seeing the, other the non rideshare pieces grow, which was the story before highlighted for a lot of people. That stock, I think it bottomed about fifteen. We saw thirty two today. Uh, new new high price target. I want to say it was fifty two, but it feels like it goes higher. I added to that one in the model portfolio this week, and you know it's just sometimes you just have to say to yourself, it's a gross stock. Gross stocks always look terrible on valuation. Until they don't, and by the time they don't, the stock's already moved. So well, how I, many? Are there a lot of shares available, or is, or is it a real tight float? There's a lot of shares available now. This was you're you're, you're dating me a little bit and dating the, the stock. So the IPO, I want to say, was mid 40s. Stock came down to 25 a share, mm-hmm. and you saw, especially the founder Travis. I'm not even going to attempt his last name. It starts with a K. I'm going to say Travis K, uh, who owned eight billion of stock. He dumped it all at 25. No, he was forced to dump dump some of that. No, he was not. He was okay. forced to resign as the CEO because he's. Can I say jerk? <laughs> yeah, he was. He was more than that. He pretty, you know. You're you, you put a poster I think you, on the wall. I think there's. I think there's. There's a several, viral um, viral video of him berating a driver. The guy's worth eight and a half billion dollars. Hit wins the lottery, and he just can't help himself from berating. You know, some poor guy making minimum wage, but you know, I'm, I'm sure it'll be okay. He'll he'll tell the traumatic story from his yacht in Saint Tropez. Um, with his armed guards surrounding him, but anyway, he dumped his stock at twenty at twenty five. Were were, and a lot of other people did. Now Uber, this goes back to something with IPOs. When IPOs have made a lot of money for people, and there's a lot of private investors, and the lockup happens, those people don't care about the stock going from forty five to twenty five in the IPO because they're in at fifty cents, and they want to ring the register. Okay, so you already had that shakeout with Uber. You've got a lot of institutional buy-in. I do think whether it actually works or the hope and expectation that it does, I think that stock keeps working. You've seen the test, which is the shutdown of New York, and the stock keeps working. My gut is it keeps working. And with growth, size appropriately, some of these are going to work, some of them not. But the ones that work are going to work out fantastically. So on a diversified basis with some of these growth stocks, I got to hold my nose, as they say, a little bit. And- you know, take take the potential because the potential I feel like could be very nice. Well, let's talk a let's talk a little bit then of some other other companies that might have some potential that that are are a little expensive, like Uber. I went back in earlier. I added earlier in the week, and then last week I really went in on a basket of cloud names. Team, which is all Talesian, Work, W-O-R-K, which is Slack, 
which is the work software. These are all cloud-based interaction businesses that I think either work. <laughs> that's a, that's well, a, that's, that's that's it. a tongue yeah. twister. They either work or they get bought out. I think there's a lot of this new tech stuff that's for collaboration, that's cloud-based, that as people stop going to work and continue to work remotely, I think the big tech MAGA crew are going to need to buy out a lot of them because it's just too hard to catch up and the opportunity is now. Well, I'm still sticking with, you know, my, my favorite names is the bulk of the portfolio, Apple and Amazon, because they cover a lot of these cloud names and Amazon's cloud business, uh, Amazon web services, uh, even provides, we'll say services for these provides the cloud for the cloud. Well, as we say, the biggest difference between you and I, our biggest, my, my two biggest are Amazon and Microsoft. Your two biggest are Apple and Amazon. So I guess it's, it's Microsoft versus Apple. <laughs> say, this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold, here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your portfolio, including your IRA and 401k, in these very interesting times. Should you have a question or if you'd like a no-cost, no-obligation consultation to review your portfolio, don't hesitate to give us a call at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608 or investarnold.com. People stay. this song i love this song well, we hope you stay a little bit longer with this market because we think if you miss the start of the show i am just tired of the crocodile tears from the pros that they didn't get to buy the bottom because the government acted too quickly and companies got to issue debt and equity at attractive prices to benefit long term their existing shareholders and their employees so we hope you stay a little longer well, we like like that. Oh, I love this. I love this song. Love this song. Takes me back to summer camp days. Also, my days as a college DJ. Say, this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold. Here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, what you should be doing with your retirement dollars. We understand you might be scared, frightened. Don't know what to do. Haven't heard from your advisor. We're happy to give you a second opinion or even a first opinion. Give us a call, 952-925-5608 or investarnold.com. You know, it, it, we've gotten this question into the office, not only from existing clients, but new clients. Should we take money from our IRA, which is down, and move that to a Roth IRA and pay the tax on the money withdrawn from the IRA, move it into the Roth because the Roth is going to grow tax-free and I can take that money out tax-free. Tax well, and is... I have said... Oh, goodness. If I... And I have said no. If this was a TV show, not a radio show, people would see my lack of a poker face to this question and just my slack-jawed two immediate thoughts, which are how do you mathematically even begin to believe that's true? Second of all, what charlatan sold you down the river and tried to convince you it was? 
your IRA, this is real simple. You owe taxes long-term on your IRA as you withdraw. Money that you pay taxes on in the future is worth less today. So if I owe $100 in the future, that's probably only 80 cents on the dollar today. The Additionally, by not paying taxes today, your money gets to conti- continue to grow. The money... So you have an interest-free, more than an interest-free loan. The government net of inflation is paying you to not pay taxes today. It's a wonderful thing. I don't and, like paying and taxes. And instead, let's just ignore all of that. And instead, let's say, here you go, Mr. Government. I see you're down from the COVID. Let me please financially impair my retirement by paying taxes now. The I, government likes that. I mean, I, what on earth? What, I, this madness. And, and we... Like the math is just the math is the math is it's just very simplistic. You should never do this. There's you would need to justify this decision. You need tax rates to move so so insanely. But Judd, but Judd, with all the money that's being taken out of the out of the the system, all this stimulus money, doesn't that mean taxes are going to go up significantly in the future? Uh, and Paying those taxes now will mean less less taxes later. And don't I, you know, I have to start withdrawing that money from my IRA at 70 and a half. You, yes. You, no, you don't anymore. Oh, you don't. It's, it's later. But Right. Unless you are already 70 and a half. But if you're not, then the, I, I, you I don't have to say, start taking e- the. Even if you aren't 70 and a half, you should never pay taxes earlier. Let's just make it as simple as possible. You should never do it. And it's doubly, triply, whatever, quadruply wrong to do it when you do it at a stage where the market is down 20 to 30% because the amount of capital that you're going to have to realize that up that upswing is far less. So you lose doubly, triply. It, it just hurts me. And there's, there's these people out there, and I, I understand – I'd like to believe that you and I are the best at what we do. I know we're not. I'd like to think we're very good. But I'd like to, or at least at the minimum above Listen, that. Listen, we both, we both run, and we've both run competitively, and there's always somebody Somebody's better. Better. But, but, like, fine. I'd like, it, it, at the very least, I'm, I'm quite sure that we're better than, you know, the 50th point one. What hurts, though, it's okay to lose to somebody who's good. But when you see somebody come in with this, and you're like, not you like this you just person say is, really not only really like what other advice have you gotten from this person because this is demonstrably terrible this is lighting money on fire and i want to know what other advice you've taken from them god my goodness because that's probably lit some of your money on fire too so i i rarely get an this animated but we've we, we've seen this and i'll say we've seen this scam and i don't know what the accountants are being paid for it i'm sure it's something you well, know. I remember when the Roths first came out and uh, banks banks and brokerage firms were talking about move money from your IRA to the Roth IRA because the money in the Roth is going to accumulate not only tax-free as your IRA, but you can withdraw it uh, tax-free as well. Well, and look what happens. See, money in an IRA, money in the Roth, and it's better because when you take the money out of the Roth, it's non-taxed as opposed to being taxed coming out of the IRA. And I said, that's very interesting. The money going into the Roth is after-tax money, uh, not pre-tax. So I'm not even starting at the same level. 
It's uh, my IRA is or SCP gives me a head start versus the Roth, even at the beginning. I don't even know. How, can I, I? I don't know how to audibly shake my head and just be upset. But well, I can the, see the, that you're the upset. The only thing that rivals is the uh, the other scam that we saw a few times during this were people pushing these unit investment trusts, which were, I, I mean, it, it was almost as egregious. So a unit investment trust, if you're ever pitched one, bring it in. I'll show you the fine print. And you'll want to throw up. Here's oh, what, there, there are a few other egregious things that I, that I've seen that have, have high costs, which go back to something that I learned a very long time ago. Uh, and I invested in a few of these things and only, um, a few worked out, but I found the thicker the book that you get on any type of investment, the thicker the book, the smaller the return. Or the negative the return. I, I, it's Look, we're not one – our area of expertise, we can advise you on insurance for the personal person, and that's usually pretty simple. There's some tax stuff with, with whole life that we can do. Um, that you should think about at a certain wealth level. But for most people at an intermediate to low level of wealth, you should do term life and invest the difference. With investing your money, I'm very confident that we know far more than the average advisor in terms of portfolio management. ETF selection, if, you want, if you're an ETF person, I can talk ETFs until you turn blue in the face and explain to you how, how to construct them efficiently and so forth. Some of the other private banking stuff, you know what? We don't have a bank. We can't give you free money, but I can assure you that I can help you negotiate with three banks against each other to get you a better rate than if you go with the bank that also does your financial insurance. But what we're never going to do, we're always going to be open book, and we're always going to tell you how, how the other person is steering you wrong, and we're never going to put something in front of you that enriches us at the expense of you. And when we see that, it just makes me – you know, don't take our services, but my goodness, don't get robbed by the other people. Anyway, enough of that. I'm excited about the market. That's the that's the thing that, that that's the joy. Your model portfolio is up very nicely for the year. I'm approaching flat. The market S&P 500 is down 10. The equal weights down almost 20. Um, but we remain in the in the view that for the conservative investor, you need to be at least 50 percent invested. I know it doesn't make sense to most people. We will walk you through why it does. You need to be invested. We are more invested than that 50% minimum right now. Yes, the market can pull back. We have a layer of cash. We are ready to play offense. But generally speaking, I think the market finishes this year higher. And the in specifically the stocks that we hold, I am very confident that on a 1, 2, 3, 5, 10, 15-year basis, you're going to be very excited you own what you own. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold. Thanks for listening. But if you'd like a no-cost, no-obligation consultation to review your portfolio, including your 401K, our IRA, don't hesitate to give us a call, 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. We'll be happy to sit down with you and give you straight talk not sugar-coated advice. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.